0: to Drinks at the Doll, Episode 76, Season 5 Roundtable. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Lost Girl Season 5 Roundtable. This discussion is a collaboration between several Lost Girl podcasts, and we're going to be talking about Lost Girl Season 5, kind of talking about what are some dangling threads that need to be addressed left over from Season 4, as well as what our hopes and expectations are for Season 5. And we might talk a little bit at the end about a little speculation, maybe talk a little bit of what we've seen in some of the promotional materials that have been released. But we've got several people here from a bunch of different podcasts, so let's let everybody introduce themselves. I'll go ahead and start. My name is Stephanie and I'm from the Drinks at the Doll
1: podcast. Hi, everybody. Kevin Batchelder from the Fae Files and tuning into Sci-Fi
2: TV. Uh, my name is Dave, and I'm with Fadeless, a uh, Lost Girl podcast that I do with my buddy Wayne.
3: Hi, I'm Annie. I'm from Drinks at the Doll. I'm Jessica, and I'm from Those Who Wander. So let's start
0: off by talking about some of the, the big plot threads that are left over from season four, which I think the, the thing people are most worried about is Kenzie. Am, am I fair in saying that, do you think?
1: Hallelujah to that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know Kevin in particular has got a big stake in this, but a lot of people do, right? <laughs> Kenzie is Kenzie's a favorite character of a lot of folks. But what are people's thoughts about Kenzie? Do we
3: think that she's coming back? What, what, do, what do you think, Jessica? Oh, she's so coming back. Like, that, but I feel like that's their big like ace up their sleeve. Like, but I'm very like I don't know. I feel like they could just bring her back like in the first episode, or they could like really drag it out. Like, I don't know if, what the if there's going to be a lot of middle ground.
2: You know, w- one of the things that I, I guess I'm noted for is that to me, dead is dead, and I know that's the contrary view. And look, as much as I love Kenzie and I really want her to come back, I, I almost would love if the writers left it where it is. Uh, of course, that's not going to happen. We we all know that. But uh and, and they did certainly set it up well with her laying out the plan for how Bo was going to come to Valhalla and get her. But I don't know. On, on, on the one hand, that that's certainly something that wouldn't disappoint me too much on one level.
0: Yeah, I had a feeling Dave might have some strong opinions about this because I, I heard the episode you did about the tendency on genre shows to bring back characters and how you don't particularly like that, that tendency. And and I agree with you. I I think if you use it too much, it just cheapens these big emotional moments. And so I, yeah, I I see what you're saying, but at the same time, they seem to make some clear overtones that they're, they're going to bring her back. So yeah, I agree. I, I feel like it's going to happen regardless of, of whether we'd prefer it to or not.
4: Yeah, I agree, but um I also see what you're saying, Dave, uh that the bringing back from the dead sci-fi fantasy trope is overused too much, but I was just kind of giggling internally as I was listening to you because I'm imagining Kevin's horrified expression. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um but yeah, I think just the I've just heard various fan opinions. Oh, it could happen right away. It could happen. We could have to wait until episode 8, but I personally don't hope that it takes half the season. I'd like to see her back sooner than later, rather than later. But well, we'll I mean,
2: One of the things I've had to do is stay away from IMDb, because it tells you how many episodes the, the characters are in. So I, I, I've tried to stay as spoiler free as possible. So uh, I don't even want to know if Cassinia Solo's working on a movie, because that might impact what I think.
1: Yeah, they certainly have done a good job so far of uh, keeping that information down. Set photos haven't included her. Uh, she's been much more active on the convention circuit to create the image that maybe she's not working, certainly on Lost Girl. Um, and, and, you know, anybody who's listened to me on any of my podcasts knows how over the top crazy I am for Kenzie. So it's hard for me to be objective on this point but uh you know the point is and we've talked about a lot on twitter too many of the lost girl fans you don't want to make it a cheap death these writers are pretty good so i don't expect her back soon now what soon is could be an entire part of our discussion later but uh especially where this is going to turn out to be the final season i do think that even if they were going to take the really tough road and not bring her back at all or not till very late i think that might have changed based on the fact that this is a final season but what that means uh, it's a roll of the dice, but I, I I don't want a cheap death. As much as I love the character and would love to see her first episode, I just don't see them doing it. It's going to take a while, I think.
0: So I guess something that both Jessica and Annie kind of touched on, and you, Kevin, is what do we think is going to take timeline wise to bring Kenzie back? Do we think they're going to we're going to see Kenzie within the first couple of episodes? Do we think we won't see her till the end? Like, what what is your thoughts on that, Kevin?
1: Well, there's two angles I take. One is what does Kevin, the viewer, want? And what does Kevin, <laughs> the longtime <laughs> genre TV fan who likes, you know, good storytelling? I, I, if you ask me to bet the house, that whole idea, I'm thinking it's going to be several episodes before we even get a glimpse of her. Potentially not till five, six, seven episodes in. Um, and especially where they're breaking it into two, eight episode airing bunches. Um, that just makes a lot of sense for a dangling, you know, cliffhanger is seeing Kenzie or saving her, you know, come episode seven or eight of this first set or leaving that hanging. So, I mean, I, I really do think it's going to be at least a half a dozen episodes in, which will break my heart. But I, I do love the show. So it'll, you know, it'll be a tough balance.
0: Dave, did you mention what you thought the timeline might be?
2: Well, you know, I I. I... I kind of agree with Kevin. I don't think it's going to take quite that long, given, though, that they now have 16 episodes instead of 13. you know, I, I guess on the one hand, they could afford to go a little longer. But I, I'm almost wondering, are, are we going to see uh, scenes with her in Valhalla contrasted against scenes with Bo and Dyson putting together a team to go get her?
0: Yeah, that was kind of my thought was that they might not bring get the gang back together, so to speak very quickly but we might see kenzie wherever she's at in valhalla wherever and then see Bo, etc trying to get her back
2: now what about if we see her in valhalla with Hale?
0: oh
4: Uh. (laughs) (laughs) wishful thinking i don't know i I think that i think it's going to be a few episodes before we see kenzie um i don't know it seems to be the trope that it's like at least three-ish is average so like i said i i'd hope it would be a like it's like that's always the climax of like the second or the third episode after a major character death and at the very last two minutes the character returns from the dead or something and then they have to deal with the fallout from that but i think if they wait until like episode eight it'd be stretched out almost too much depending on how it's written that people might get impatient so i don't know that's just my opinion
3: I feel like if she's not in Valhalla, then it's going to take longer for us to see her. Like, maybe that's where they go first, but maybe she isn't really there, you know. So I think that kind of weighs in on it, too, is where is she exactly? And right, is he I mean, with her?
2: Well, I mean, I mean we he- see that scene where Tamsin's sitting outside the gate. Uh, it's not spelled out for us that that's Valhalla, but you know, I think certainly that's the implication.
3: Yeah.
0: Right, but then uh, this is a question that I have, too, is... Tamsin then says, like, Kenzie's gone.
3: Yeah, that's my big thing, is I'm like, what does that mean, though? Like, is she there? Did she make it or not?
4: I don't think she did with that slight hint. Yeah, that just complicates things.
1: But this was also, I think, when they wrote this and all, wasn't this before they knew it was final season time, I'm thinking? So, again, I'm really curious. I I think they, you know, are going to have to, retcon a couple of things they might have already planned so that's why i'm very curious how they're going to approach it i mean as much as i love her i got to admit and many of us certainly and many of the fans um her death i mean that was impactful that physically hurt for me um to see that happen and again while i'd love to see her back i i hope it isn't a simple reset because i i have more respect for the show i think than that so i would be disappointed if it was too easy or too quick
4: no, just because I said it might be a less number of episodes than what you think, Kevin, I don't think they'd make it easy in any sense. The writers, um, you know, I, I, I think they're good writers and they'll make it more complicated than that. I just don't want to, it, I, let's just, I personally don't want it to last eight episodes. I'd be like, oh, can we end with the torture already? But that's just me.
1: Oh, but, oh, heck. I mean, yeah. hey, they could bring in. <laughs> that's Doctor me, the Who. fan. Yeah. Dr. Who on the TARDIS saving her a moment before she killed herself. I mean, I'm okay, but yeah, I just think there's, there's more there to the show, which I respect. And, and, you know, I want to have a good feeling about it, even if it hurts a little, because that's good TV. I mean, in today's world, and you said it, Dave, dead is supposed to be dead. And, and if it's too cheap or simple, then a respect I have might dwindle a bit for the show.
2: Right. And I'm not even sure if you think about it, which death scene was more emotional you know her grieving over Hale's dead body or her turning looking back and then walking into into hell
4: well to me they were both pretty equally emotional i know to stephanie they weren't
1: but
0: <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> that's <say>. a joke
2: <laughs> they like to tease
0: me that i don't have feelings i have feelings
1: <laughs> you just don't share them as much on the podcast
0: yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, they were just very different because, you know, Hales was so tragic and Kenzie got to be all heroic. So, But they were both very emotional and sad and and impactful just in different ways. But I'm, I'm intrigued by Kevin's idea about using Kenzie, like first appearance of Kenzie as the cliffhanger between the two sections of the season. While I don't really like that idea because I want to see Kenzie sooner of course. I can see where that might be an interesting way for the writers to play it.
3: Did they yeah. know that this was going to be the last season when they were writing initially or did they add on those episode those three extra episodes later because they were like, "Oh wait, this is going to be it for us." Cuz that would have a lot of impact I would think as well on when they're going when we're going to see her.
1: I I haven't seen any official word that they knew this much sooner than uh, the time we got the announcement in the video from Anna. Now, they probably might have known a little earlier from a producer's point of view, but this, normally these, the writings of these episodes several months in advance, th- that would have been six, seven, eight months ago. So I don't think they knew when they put, you know, that death scene on there that, uh, this one was going to be the last. Now, it certainly could be a very strong hunch. That was the end of season four. Not many shows go beyond five. So, you know, I'm sure they were smart enough to realize there was a chance of that. But I don't think they knew. So that's why I do think there was a bit of a, I I won't say a
2: backpedal, but there was a, okay, gang, we need to kind of rethink what we're doing if this is going to be our last. Right. And, you know, in terms of dragging it out, I mean, we still got Bo's father to deal with, and and they've dragged that out for quite a long time as well.
0: Yeah, and I'm not entirely sure where they're, I mean, I know we're going to deal with that in in season five, but I'm not entirely sure what they're going to do with that exactly, if they're going to make that storyline stretch the whole season, if they're going to deal with it more immediately in the beginning. I don't know. What, what is, what is your sense about it, Dave?
2: Well, I really think that's going to be the focal point of season five. I I think it's going to come down to Bo having to come face to face with her father. And uh, look, all indications are he's evil and I'm going to keep going under that assumption and that she is going to have to, Again, put together a team, and and it's going to take the light and the dark, and uh, I think it's going to take the bulk of the season.
0: So do you think – it It sounds like you're saying maybe the, the light and dark might have to come together to defeat him or something like that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Huh,
0: interesting. Interesting. I hadn't considered that.
4: Well, this is my thought about – I always kind of think with parapus and with Kenzie that those things are kind of intermingled, that – I think that Kenzie's not in Valhalla and that, you know, Daddy Darko has her or has her, you know. So uh, that's my thought.
2: And that's why Tamson says what she says then, I guess.
4: Yeah. And that what better way to lure Bo to his side, you know, the therapist than by holding one of the people that she loves the most hostage. We're saying, I'm not going to release her to her. I'm not going to bring her back unless you join me. So could be something like
1: that. Yeah, I'd be curious because uh, I can see a couple different avenues for the season being one, like we're just talking about now, it's the big epic find-a-way-to-have-to-unite-or-at-least-align-the-light-in-the-dark with Bo kind of leading it to to save-the-world idea. You know, epic way to go out, guns a Or if they're going to deal a little bit with the Daddy and Kenzie thing fairly early, you know, within the first six or eight episodes, to to turn the back half of the season into a little more of the bringing back a lot of what we had in the early seasons, a little more of the story of the week. Uh, yeah. I'm fighting for the words. I don't want to say the true lost girl, but to me, the idea of these bigger story arcs, certainly season three and towards season four kind of took away some of that, the energy of what I used to think lost girl of a little on the lighter side, a little more fun. Um, so that's why I can see it going one way or the other, but without it being anywhere in between.
2: Well, you know, I mean with 16 episodes again, you do have at least some chance for the case of the week so to speak, but again, you know what your last episodes are uh, your last season, so I'm not sure.
4: Well, I think there'll be a little room a little room for the case of the week stuff because if anybody saw the teaser that they showed at Fan Expo that very much looked like case of the week stuff and it was very lighthearted.
0: Did you have anything, Jess, that you wanted to add about the Wanderer story arc, how you thought
3: that might go? Oh, no, I just, I keep rewatching season four so many times. And I'm like, every time I think I have it, like, I have a good handle on it. I'm like, nope, nope, because it could also be this. So I just can't wait to see what, where they choose to go with it.
1: I don't know about you folks, but I'm very one thing I know I'm going to do, or I hope to do, and I think Dave will be aligned with me on this. Is because of all of this, I'm going to work very hard not to be looking at plot summaries or episode titles. I know I'll tend to, like any other fan, you know, be looking forward to the trailer for the next ep, or you know, usually one or two eps out, they've got the little, you know, couple sentence summary. But I really don't want to know because there's too many things that I think are, and you hit it on it right there, Jess, There's so many things in play that. It kind of would take away some of the fun if I know too much too soon.
0: So going back a little bit to what we were talking about in regards to Tamsin, her taking Kenzie's soul to Valhalla, but then saying she's, you know, Kenzie's gone. I, I'm curious if if Tamsin actually ever delivered Kenzie's soul to Valhalla, if she delivered Raynor's soul to Valhalla and what that means for her place among the Valkyrie, because we we had the impression that she had been exiled from from being a Valkyrie because she didn't take Rainer's soul to Valhalla like she should have. She gave it to Trick. And I'm curious where that storyline might go.
2: Well, I mean, I guess we're still supposed to be operating under the assumption that this is her last life, right? Yes. And you know how – I guess this is as good a time as any. You know how Kevin feels about Kenzie. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how I feel about Tamsin.
0: Okay. <laughs>
4: so good just to getting, know. Just,
2: just getting that out there.
0: <laughs> Sweet. Well,
4: I th- I think that, um yeah, I don't know. I kind of forgot about Rainer because anybody who listens to the podcast knows how I feel about Rainer. So I, I hate to say it, but I could kind of care less. But I'm like, oh, if his soul got delivered, okay, that's fine. But if this is about how and- it
0: affects Tamsin, Annie. So, you know. <laughs> well, he wasn't mentioned. So I thought
4: I didn't even think of that point. I mean, she was only talking about Kenzie. But with Kenzie's soul, I think, and we saw her take Kenzie, presumably up to Valhalla. But with Kenzie, I think it's just like losing it in the mail. She, it got lost along the way. I think something or somebody stole Kenzie from Tamsin on the way to Valhalla. And that's why she said what she said, that she's lost or she's gone. So I got to tell you,
1: I love that theory.
0: That Kenzie's not in Valhalla.
1: Yeah. And, and that
2: somebody took her.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That could give them a chance to tie together a few of these dangly storylines. Absolutely.
2: Well, you know, the other thing that's been so interesting about Tamsin for me is that while she's dark, she's had so many of the light sensibility, you know, almost from when we first saw her at the boxing ring with Dyson. But I also saw a big or at least I thought I saw a
1: good shift when she was, you know, if you will, reborn again now in the new body or whatever you want to call it, you know, right down to, you know. Kenzie babysitting and all that stuff. I'm wondering if she's now got an opportunity to align much more with Bo. Right,
2: now that Kenzie's not here. Sure.
4: Yeah, I think Bo might trust her more and see any ally she can get to get Kenzie back. And now that Tamsin has really uh, developed a friendship and bonded with Kenzie more, since Kenzie kind of raised little Tam-Tam, which I thought it was so, uh, you know, Heartbreaking to me when Tamsin runs to Kenzie first, when we see her body. So, yeah, I think Bo and Tamsin are going to be a dang good team busting down the gates of Valhalla. So.
1: Yeah, because that's one of the other story bits is how, how do we feel, you know, that the vacuum left by Kenzie, how is Bo going to fill that? I mean, who's going to kind of, is she going to have a buddy? Is she going to get even more uh, separate from you know, Dyson and the rest of the folks, or, or, or what? That's going to be a very interesting dynamic, I think, from a writing point of view.
4: Well, there could just be a lot more docubus sex, but that's just me.
0: That's a record for her. It's <laughs> taken a while for her to mention it. <laughs> well,
4: no one's mentioned Lauren yet, and that's, Lauren's my, you know, Kenzie. <laughs>
0: Well, I kind of think that Tamsin is in a good position to fill in the Kinsey void from what we saw of her relationship with Bo toward the end of season four. I'm thinking especially of in in Dark Horse where Bo's kind of having a pity party and Tamsin's just like snap out of it. You know, she she definitely has a different feeling. The relationship has a different quality to it than Bo and Kinsey's. But I feel like she's the most likely to be put in that position to kind of be Bo's buddy to go take on cases and do stuff.
2: I mean, you know, we could also see Bo as this isolated figure who feels like she's got the weight of the world on her shoulders. I mean, we already saw it and I, I, just loved it. The, the relationship development between Lauren and Dyson, especially, you know how they, it's like we realize we're, we're, you know, in the same boat here and maybe we'll see the three of them, Lauren Dyson and Tamson, almost having to help from afar as Bo, isolates herself
0: yeah
4: that's a good point yeah.
0: i hope we don't see that though because i feel like that's what we got in season four was beau isolating herself from her friends and it didn't go well so i'm hoping beau learned from that and we'll we'll go back to being collaborative but but what do you think jessica we haven't heard much from you on tamsin
3: um oh i love the the tamsin Bo friendship dynamic i don't like the coupling dynamic of them but i do like I feel like Bo needs someone to kind of call her out on her stuff. Like, everybody else, like, Lauren sacrifices everything for Bo. Dyson sacrifices everything for Bo. And, like, even Kenzie, she just goes along with everything. So I think that it's nice that there's somebody there that's like, hey... You know, you aren't like you are the top of the top, but you need to act that way. Like she doesn't take her crap. And I think that's a really nice dynamic between those two. So, yeah, I'd like to see her kind of move up and she couldn't take Kenzie's place, but I would like to see her in that sort of like closer friendship sort of role where it's more of like a platonic thing.
1: Yeah, see, I I definitely think that could be a great way to get some of that uh, that team and the Scooby gang dynamic back, uh, as you were saying If, if Tamsin is very much, you know, telling the truth, telling it like it is to Bo and Lauren and Dyson are realizing that Bo needs the support, then the four of them working towards, you know, the quest for Kenzie, that idea brings back, I think, some of that excellent dynamic. And if they end up with an epic bad guy to have to take on, all the better. That certainly gets us back to a lot of what we uh, very much enjoyed from some of the earlier seasons, less of the disjointed Bo, uh, kind of separate from the group.
2: I also wouldn't mind seeing, I don't, maybe what's considered a a totally unexpected coupling that, that maybe it ends up being somebody like Ebony who works with Bo to do whatever has to be done.
0: That would be very unexpected. She's so (laughs) self-involved. I would be very surprised. But at the same time, she, you know, she is, she's somebody we should talk about because she's in a very vulnerable position right now being, being, having been made human by Lauren. So, so yeah, what are, what are people's ideas about, about, about her situation and where they might take that? Jessica, do you have any, any thoughts about, about the Morrigan?
3: Oh man, I don't know. It's like, I feel like she's going to do everything, even as a human, to stay in that position of power. And it's going to be hard because now she doesn't have any powers to back it up. But at the same time, she's just, she's got the sass and the, like, the know how to, you know, perhaps stay somewhat in that position. So I don't know. I feel like, Like, I've read things and people are like, there's going to be a new Morgan, but I'm like, I don't know. Like, I feel like she's maybe going to do whatever. But that's another thing. Then you bring Lauren into the mix and it's like, is she going to feel bad? Is she going to turn her back? And since we know that Lauren has the ability, this is my, like, big thing. I'm like, Lauren has the ability and the know-how to turn someone Faye now. Just turn yourself, Faye, and then you can be with Bo forever. That's my feeling on that. And if we get Kenzie back, good. Turn her, Faye, too. And then no. everybody has a happy ending. Yes. <laughs> no. I want everybody happy together forever.
4: I know. That, that's, that's my fan thing. Yeah. Eternal Docubus sex. I like that. Exactly. But. I'm totally with Annie on that.
2: <laughs> now, did Lauren tell Bo that she's going to stay with Ebony in the dark? Mm.
0: She so. she applied to me in Dark Horse that she was staying with with her to take care of her to take care of the Morgan because she had been you know her teeth had been sucked and she wasn't she was very vulnerable and kind of not well and so definitely that was implied but as far as if she was going to stay a it's sort of like a ward of the dark working for the dark as she had I don't know if they said that specifically.
2: To kind of go back to what Jess was saying, I mean, I, I agree. I, I think she, Evany's going to do whatever it takes to stay in power, and I think that's why I think that she's going to certainly align the dark with the light up against Bo's father. I'm, I'm still holding to that theory, but that's why I could also see her working with with Bo, just kind of you know two powerful figures working together. Or even Lauren
1: kind of telling Ebony, I can get you back to what you were, but you've got to help us get to somewhere else.
0: See, that whole plot in regards to Lauren, and clearly she had a long game with defaying Ebony, turning her human, because that took some planning. We see her start that that plan in 406, and she doesn't actually execute it until 412. And I'm kind of curious what her plan was and if she has anything any further plans now that she's done it annie do you have any thoughts on that
4: well i think her plan was always to take the threat away from bo that ebony was as she said she did everything for her so i I don't know about the details but yeah now that would be kind of weird if she turned her back but i think ebony like jess was saying is so that. So charismatic and, you know, that she'd still find a way to be in the game. And maybe she holds some crucial piece of the puzzle from being the Morgan or on the dark with the dark Fae to getting Kenzie back or something that Bo has to be forced to work with her. I
2: don't know. I mean, It just seems like a lot of the bite has been taken out of Ebony and the dark, even before Lauren turned her human.
0: Yeah. It, and I can see. Do you think that's a bad thing? I guess I should ask first.
2: No, I don't.
0: Okay. Yeah, because I feel like in the beginning it was more, it, it, even though they've been trying to say all along that the light and the dark are all that different, we did get a much more sympathetic view of the the light face and the dark face. So I I do actually like that they've humanized humanized the Morgan both literally and figuratively, and it made her more of a relatable character.
4: Yeah, and we don't hear so much of with the Purim story and the Wanderer story over the last. You know, season and a half, we I don't think we hear as much about the divide and the war between the light and the dark. I think they will have to come together to figure out this common threat. I think that'd be a good storyline.
3: I could definitely definitely see Ebony like having to align herself now that she's human with Bo, because she like Ebony says to Lauren, she's like, Well Bo loves humans. So of course now Bo could have this new dynamic where she's like, Well now I have to protect her because now she's human, like I don't want to, but out of her you know, greater sense of morals and such.
1: And that would allow Ebony to pull in some favors from other dark, you know, relationships she's had. So again, that's another way that that whole epic light and dark teaming up can very much work.
0: Yeah, I feel like the Morrigan being turned human has the great potential to really tackle the fey-human divide in a potentially interesting way because we have a, a character who I think... I agree. I feel like even though she's been turned human, she would still want to fight to keep her position of power. And even to the point where we're saying, so what if I, if I am human, I'm still in charge. And and what exactly would that mean for the, the humans in the Fey world if she were to sort of embrace that, but still try to maintain a position of power in the Fey world?
2: I mean, that has been one of the fundamental differences between the light and the dark, their their attitudes towards humans.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
2: Well, yeah, and with Ebony having
1: that understanding now, I mean, I can see for some fun scenes for a couple of eps <laughs> of her dealing with all those things. Uh, we got very, we got a little of it, you know, but uh, not all of the uh, stuff that might be involved. It could make for a chuckle, but also, like you said, an understanding of what it is to to make it uh, worthwhile. And and I love that idea that uh, you know, Bo now has to quote protect Ebony just like any other human,
4: right? Well, I think she'd do it, but very reluctantly. But I can see something happening where Ebony says, well, I'll help you, you know, get Kenzie or whatnot, but the deal is Lorne has turned me human after, or she has turned me back to Faye afterwards. So I can see her wheeling and dealing to get what she wants still.
2: Yeah, we might even see Vex help.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's there's an interesting character where I I feel like he's even more in the middle and ambiguous than he was previously from what we see of him in season four.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. He went from, you know, you know, bad guy to, to, you know, mischievous guy to, you know, to best bud on the couch kind of guy. I mean,
0: (laughs) drinking buddy guy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Not that I don't love the actor in the role, but you're right. He's kind of very honestly, I, when I think of him lately, it's like, I think of him as being neutered. He can't do or isn't doing anywhere near what he used to do.
2: And you left out foster father. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Oh, we try to forget about that.
2: (laughs) I did not see that one coming in the words of of Munin. (laughs) Oh, goodness.
0: (laughs) So speaking, speaking of the dark, something that I feel is still up in the air that they addressed at the very end of season four was the fact that the bow aligned herself with the dark and we see her in, in Dark Horse. She takes her contract that says that she was aligned and she rips it up and, and says, you know, heck with this. And Dyson says, you know, basically, it's probably not that easy to just unalign herself with the dark. But I'm curious how y'all think they might deal with Bo wanting to be unaligned but still maybe technically being aligned with the dark. Do you have any, do you have any ideas, Dave?
2: Well, you know, I, th- I think it comes back to the fact that everybody perceives her to be the one. And uh, if that gets established fairly early on in season five, hey, she's the new boss. And I, I can see that. On the other hand, we, we've seen both the light and the dark steeped so much in tradition that, you know, like it was just alluded, you, you can't simply rip up the contract and think it goes away.
1: Yeah. Is that, is that going to somehow tie into the Kenzie story and who took her kind of deal?
4: Yeah, I don't know, though, because I think. I think the bow being aligned with the dark might come. Well, I think everything at first will become secondary to the quest for Kenzie storyline, but, um, I, I do agree with the idea, uh, Dave, that if she's the one or the queen, that kind of goes beyond the light and the dark because she's that powerful. And I think it's her relationship with her father that makes her that powerful, but it could also have the potential to, you know, make bow quote-unquote, dark bow permanently, and I think she'd lose herself. That's the temptation or the danger of her aligning herself with her father. So I don't know if the dark and the light and bow being with the dark would matter that much if she becomes as powerful as the storyline hints that she could be.
3: Yeah, I agree completely. I feel like Bo's going to be like, no, I'm unaligned and everybody else is like, Oh, okay, Bo, yes, you're you're unaligned and then she like walks away and they're like, She's totally dark. Like <laughs> I feel like everybody's like still gonna keep protecting her and they're just like keep patting her on the back like a child, like she kind of acts like sometimes and they'll be like, Okay, you're unaligned No, she's she's really dark. It's okay. Tearing up a contract does not did not do that. Like if you tear up your birth certificate, you're still alive. There's just not a record of it. <laughs>
2: That's a good point. <laughs> she could also play the uh, I I did it under duress, card as mm. well.
0: Yeah, because I I yeah. still do wonder if we have all of the all of the information about what really happened between her and Rainer. But we, we've talked about that in another episode in our podcast, so I won't go on. <laughs> unless uh, unless people really want to talk about that.
1: Well, my no. concern with it is that. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of us want to go. Okay, that was season four. Let's move on. <laughs> let's move I just, on. Yeah, yeah, I don't. You know, I, I'd rather not see any flashbacky things that show other. Let's just everybody's entitled to a Mulgan. Let's just move forward with season five. <laughs> you know, because I I do I do want to see that that team environment that you know very much come together again and and. Uh, so that's why this is a very delicate line for those writers to walk with Kenzie now, but being there and, and still having to deal with the whole Bo's father thing. And you said it, Stephanie, too. I don't want to see Bo separate again for a good part of this season idea, whether figurative or metaphorically, you know, that idea. I do want to see them all supporting her and working uh, together on it. But, uh, you know, it it definitely could, I can definitely envision that scene of, of uh, Tamsin being the one to tell her, Like you said, yeah, you ripped it up. Good luck there. You still owe this, this, and that to the dark. And, you know, they're going to come and and, uh, expect payment.
0: Though I do like this idea that some people are hinting at was that maybe Bo could somehow – maybe this is not what you're replying. But because I guess for me, from the beginning of the series where I thought it might be heading, it seemed kind of likely to be heading, besides showing us Bo's origins, was also tackling this light-dark divide and maybe even having Bo end the light-dark divide. And it, perhaps this that's the way she deals with being aligned as and doesn't want to be, is she, you know, takes up a cause to end the, the, the light-dark divide. But I don't know. Do people think that's possible? Do you, do you want to see that? Well, I think it could go either
4: way, because she and the gang could go and rescue Kenzie, and she'd have to need help from Ebony and Vex, and, you know, through defeating the Pirapis, could... Um, and the light dark divide, or some some storyline like that, or you know, Bo could be Bo being the one could mean that she destroy everything. Therefore, dis- destroy the light dark divide by default because she's that powerful and destroys everything around her. But you know, that's the that's what I think is um that's what I think the evil means when it's Purpus is the evil is that you know he could uh, give Bo the power to just wipe all the fay out.
2: Of course, what would be the motivation to that? But, but I, I do agree with you. I, I think that would be something that's entirely likely to happen as we get to episode 16, especially since we know there's no season six. And I, I think it would be an acceptable way to end the series.
4: Well, I don't mean that Bo would have – I don't think Bo has conscious choice you know, when she goes and her eyes go blue and Lauren has to bring her back. That, the dark bow, you, know, you mean? The, yeah, the dark bow. I think if something like that were to happen, or where Bo would become that powerful and start destroying both sides of the Fae, that, um, Bo wouldn't consciously have that choice. She'd do it under the influence of the Peripus. That's what i I'm been implying. Because that would, that's the danger of the Peripus, I think, is to, you know, make Dark Bo more powerful than, uh, she wants to be, to destroy everything that she knows. So, but maybe that's the aim of the Peripus. We don't know what the heck the Peripus wants. We just know that he's evil. What does he want? Does he want the Fae to exist? Does he, you know, what does he want with Bo? So we still don't know what's up with that.
2: Well, well, the other thing we've been finding out is that Trick maybe isn't the man we thought he was. And as her grandfather, I, I mean, look, I, I don't think we're, we we would say that Trick is evil, but he certainly did some questionable things in his past.
0: That was something I really enjoyed in season four was to see More of what Trick was like back when he was the Blood King. And I'm very curious to see where this leaves Trick in regards to his relationships with everybody else in season five, because it's, it seemed like, you know, people were confronting him on some stuff and he was being kind of mean to, to Kenzie, to Tamsin. So, so yeah, I'm very curious to see more of, of, of Trick in season five and, and maybe even more of that darker place in him. How about you, Jessica?
3: Yeah, I agree, because it's like he, we know that he can, you know, rewrite history. We know that he's able to suppress his own memories. And it's like, if he banished this one dude to a train, you know, did he ban the, did he banish the pyropus as well? Like, how many people is Trick, like, just banning to other planes of existence? And what all has he made himself forget? Um, While I was originally watching season four, I was starting to think, I was like, I don't know, is Trick possibly part of... This pirapus. Like, could he, perhaps, and this is probably a very unpopular theory, but could he have divided himself somehow into, like, two parts almost and kept his one, like, better self in one place and then have this other darker part of himself as a new entity in another place?
0: That's out there, but I like it. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry.
3: It's so I like- weird. Like, I started to come up with this ridiculous dark, like... Conspiracy in my mind. One day I'm like, oh my gosh, what if this is almost like Twin Peaksy, and they take this like really ridiculous route? <laughs> like, and I'm like, and they're not, and they're obviously with the whole like Ebony and Massimo thing. We've they've shown that they're not opposed to incest. So I mean, Tamsin did say that you know the Wanderer, whoever it is, would you know the Dark King would create his his perfect queen. So I'm like, ah. What if it's just because Eva didn't work out, and so now he's going to go after Bo? But it's like this other section of himself.
0: See, I, I feel like this is the theories that come out of a really long hiatus. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, certainly, that's not what I want to happen. But I'm like, this could be a possibility. I don't know. <laughs> Leaving all my options open, I'm going to the extremes.
1: I was going to say. Now, one thing with all of this fun conjecture that I don't want—I don't want to see happen. Is that all of this mythology part and all these different possibilities totally outweigh the character relationships of mm. what I thought Lost Girl was and and still is? But you know what I'm saying. Uh, knowing writers and it's a last season and you want to go epic, you know, it's it. Those storylines aren't what's made Lost Girl Lost Girl to me. So I'm hoping we still keep some of those genuine character moments and and character bits. Faye of the week or monster of the week or whatever. That's fine. It doesn't, this doesn't need to turn into, you know, 16 episodes of, uh, life on the edge. So I'm just, it's gonna. I'm afraid that they are going to try to bring a lot of this in and that could just outweigh that part of things. Uh, I'm, maybe I'm just paranoid though. I don't know if other people have that. No. Thought. Bring
3: the par- bring the paranormal hot investigators back. Come yes. on, guys. <laughs> that can be the
4: light episode. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I, I, I know what you mean, Kevin. I think that, uh, it's, yeah, you don't want it to be too bogged down in, you know, mythology or one storyline, even. But hopefully, I I trust the writers mostly that they'll still have the characters, um, come first.
2: So. Yeah, because, Kevin, I mean, like, at, at the end of the day, the show's Lost Girl. It's, it's about Beau's search for her place. And while she's certainly come a long way from the pilot episode, four four or five years ago she's still not there yet so yeah i agree with you i mean i I, it's got to be about the characters and and again like all of us i'm sure have said many times in our podcasts it's about the characters it's about the relationships and uh, without that everything else doesn't matter
4: well that's why Bo's going to find kenzie in the first place you know because she is the heart so that's that's what matters I thought you were going to
0: say, Bo will find Kenzie in the first episode. Everything will be great the rest of the season.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that way we'd get more documents sex.
1: (laughs) I mean, I've I've gotten a little jaded because, unfortunately, some genre shows that I love that have had final seasons in the last few years, in my opinion, have not gone well. They've tried to get way too big picture Mm -hmm. and epic and all these other things, and they've gone away with what those shows did so well, which was the character bits. So I do trust the Lasco writers, but... It's a concern.
0: I'm I'm right there with you, Kevin. I'm I'm concerned as well because even though I do have, I guess, hopes for some closure to what I thought was maybe the big story arc that they were starting to tell by at the beginning of the series, I don't want them to just get lost in that and it's just about just about that rather than seeing the characters we love interact with each other again. I I have faith that we won't lose those character moments, but I am worried. So I'm I'm there with you.
2: No, I was just gonna say, do we know? Who some of the writers are going to be? I mean, Emily Andrus is she going to do any writing for season five?
0: Yes. She's at least written one episode. She so wrote the second episode, I believe. We've got Michael Grassi, of course, because he's the new showrunner. There's Alexandra, Alex Zoroni. <laughs> I have trouble saying yeah. her name. I think Jeremy Boxen is coming back. And I think Steve Cochran is coming back. But okay. I'm iffy on those last two. Oh, in Sandra Falkowska, I'm not exactly sure how to say her last name. But it's very published. Sandra C., who has written a couple of
2: episodes of the show previously in seasons three and four. Well, then I'm with Kevin. I'm going to put my trust in them.
4: No, I think um, my only concern when it comes to the writing is that some – because there's the Wanderer and the Piripus storyline. I mean, I personally want that wrapped up sooner rather than later because I do want it to go – you know, I do want more character moments and, you know, they'll probably start another arc for season five, but I don't want that to take up the whole, you know, script and forget about these characters and their relations, which is kind of what I thought happened with some of the misfires in season four. So where it was just too wrapped up in the wanderers and whatnot. So,
3: although we do see in season one where the overall like plot sort of, For season one was that Beau wanted to find her mother. And we still had those nice, like, you know, case of the week episodes, because that was moving towards new information. Like, I think it would be nice Hmm. if they did that with this season, if they were like, okay, so in order for her to get this information about her father, like, she has to go do this case for these people, and stuff kind of like they did in the beginning. And I think it would be kind of interesting to see if they, like, opened with trying to find out who Mom is, and then closed with trying to figure out who Dad is. It does kind of bring the whole... Family thing, like full circle. If they do end it that way,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with Annie in that. I I almost wish that they wouldn't tackle the Bo's father things, but they have to. Like this is what this is what they've set out the show to be is is exploration of Bo's origins and the father card has been such a question since the beginning. So I know they have to, but I'm almost like really okay, just quickly.
4: <laughs> I just I just wish they'd make it clearer because it's still so many questions left over from season four and. Nobody knew what the heck was going on with Rainer and the Pirapus and everything because I think the scripts were so muddled around some points and, um, you know, it got really confusing for the audience. So I'm hoping there's less of that in season five.
1: Yeah, I'd be be happy if some of these epic stories that we've just mentioned end up getting a little bit glossed over and Mm -hmm. solved in a fairly simple way. I'll hand wave that if we stay to the core of the characters. You know, I mean... (laughs) I mean, you just have to go back to a show like Lost where there were hundreds of mysteries that never got solved. But, you know, so let's not let's not get a little too caught up in trying to tie all of them together, at least to to hope. And in the fact that they've all already been written and shot, uh, there's no adjustment going to happen if fans love or hate the first, you know eight yeah. episodes there will be no adjustment <laughs> so i uh, gotta give him props for having already done that and and his fans also realizing that uh we, we can't feel like our input is going to in some way have any impact on what the final act is going to be
4: i know but some fans still think so on twitter and i'm like you guys it's done <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that's gonna i think that might be hard Is because yeah. we're all used to being very active in, in those discussions and having to realize that it's it's a done deal already. And it might be epic. We might all absolutely love it. So, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to be too paranoid. But I do cool. want to have that emotional feel uh, that I'm watching Lost Girl and I'm loving Lost Girl uh, without this having to be, you know, a grid like Lost was to understand where all the storylines come together.
2: Right. Well, they do have to leave some room for
1: the movie.
0: Yes, because there's going yes. to be a movie. There will be. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> I, I'm still remaining hopeful about that. I know the show's ending. I'm fine with that, but I want there to be a movie.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I feel like like everybody's calling for another season or a movie or whatever. I'm like, let's just wait and see how they end it. Because if they end it in a really good place, if they go out really well, then I'd rather have them do that than try and cram in some other story into a movie or whatever. you know. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but if they end it and it's not like you know, everything tied up well, I'm like, then I would be like, okay, we need more. We need closure.
0: That's fair. That's fair.
1: Well, without being spoilery and I, and I won't be, I mean, I don't know how many of you folks here on the podcast are fans um, are
2: fans of Supernatural. Clearly, they did not get my dead is dead memo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the, also that that the, the idea that we're uh, you're touching on that idea of let's see what season five brings because that was a show where if it had ended at the end of season five, that could have been one of the most epic stories ever on TV. But that was the TV model where it was too popular and we had to keep it going and then some air went out of the balloon. So I would love more Lost Girl. I totally understand the idea of trying to, you know, Keep it going, get it back, do a movie or whatever. But also there, there would be some nice, if they hit the right beats emotionally and we get some story stuff, I can be fine with it ending at the end of number five, uh, going off in the sunset or whatever. So, but it's so much going to depend on what they do. And, and I'm afraid I'm just too emotionally attached to it to be able to look at that, you know, the right way.
0: So we've, t- we've mentioned several times in just, just to be clear in case people weren't aware. You know the the last season is going to be sixteen episodes. It's going to be split into two halves, eight episodes to air starting on December seventh on Showcase in Canada, and then the remaining eight sometime in fall two thousand fifteen is the most specific date we've gotten so far. And the show the season was originally a thirteen episode order, and then they added three to make it a sixteen episode season. And like we mentioned, we don't know exactly when in the process that happened. They've been very tight-lipped on production, as they usually are. And and Kevin, you you had mentioned a a question of, like, you know, since they did add these three episodes, how do we think it's going to affect the story? Is it going to be really well thought out from the beginning, or will they feel tacked on?
1: Yeah, and that's a big concern that they already had the epic story idea for the 13 episode block, so all they were able to do is maybe mess with, you know, episode number 13 to turn it into 16. I mean, that would be the nature of TV. So I do have a a concern that we're going to see a story kind of hitch <laughs> around the 13th and then we get a few things uh again, as other shows have done, you know, a little bit of a tack on that just looks uh, so different than what you had before.
4: I don't know. I think, um, well, I think certainly the production had more advance notice than we did. But, I mean, if you figure that, depending on when they write scripts and stuff, even if they have an arc, a loose arc for, you know, episodes 1 through 13. But, you know, we knew that it was the last season, what, beginning of April? And they didn't stop shooting until October. So you figure they had a ample time to make... Good enough adjustments. If they did just get three tacked on, so hopefully, I think they would have smoothed it over enough. I don't think it's anything like season two. Or correct right. me if I am wrong. They found out about those back nine pretty late, which is why some of those filler episodes don't work as well for me in the middle of season two before the storyline with the Garuda ramps up again. But um, so I don't, I don't know. I think they had more ample notice this time to smooth over and any season or to smooth over any overlying arcs of episodes one through 13 versus one through 16 because even if they you know had had scripts i don't know you know i just don't i think they had ample time to write work on scripts more. you know several months so hopefully it's not like oh you've got two months but I, i have faith that hopefully they planned it out well enough
0: I'm wondering if what they'll do is that those last three episodes will be if maybe not all of them, but a couple of them at least will be the closing story arc for the for the series, like maybe the first part is dealing with leftover things from season four, we get some fun case of the week stuff there in the middle, and then they kind of ramp up toward the end of the season at the end of with the last three episodes, maybe.
4: Yeah, I can see that happening
2: yeah the other thing I, I you just made me think about do we want to see maybe the a, a two hour finale with the episodes fifteen and sixteen running the same night or spread it out
4: well, I'll take it either way just because I know how many is left, but that'd be kind of cool to have a two hour finale if
1: if they're going to be doing like a nice epic story that is working i i with lost girl love the week between because I think it's a lot of fun for the fans to be talking some stuff up so i'd if it it's not is, fun, uh,
4: it's torture, Kevin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: that's what he meant.
0: Yeah. I mean, it sounds so
4: much fun. Oh, well, it's I fun mean,
2: that's to watch
0: Annie Sweat, is what he's implying. Well, yeah, I like,
2: you know, it is, to me, the interaction.
1: Yeah, those conversations with fans, stuff like that, you know, it, it makes the show, to me, richer. Yeah, There's a hurt part to it. I mean, uh, I I still go back to the The end of this season because of so many friends I have in the US who didn't get to see it till two months later. So I'm literally biting my lip for two months not answering questions. So yeah, if it's a big epic story, then yeah, I might enjoy having them together because I want to roll right into it. But if we do pull back a little bit to a little more layback storytelling, uh, you know, it's it's if it's the end, man, I want to savor it a bit.
0: So jumping back a little bit, to when we were talking about Tamsin earlier, another really curious piece of what she says at the gates of Valhalla in in Dark Horse is she, she says, you know, Kenzie's gone. And then she tells Dyson something to the effect of, Bo can't find the other hell shoe. And we do have this dangling plot thread of the hell shoe where Bo has, Bo is one of them, right? No, she found one of them and she gave it to the Unamen So I don't know that she has that one, but so at least one of them is missing. So, I, I kind of think that that's going to be a big piece of the beginning of the season is that quest for the hell shoe. But what are people's thoughts on that? Why do we think Tamsin says Bo shouldn't find it? Do you have any, have any
3: ideas, Jessica? Yeah, I'm, I go back and forth on this one a lot because I'm like, I could see especially with Kenzie being gone and I think this would be interesting if they left Kenzie gone for longer because Kenzie and Lauren are really those only ties that she has left to her humanity. Mm-hmm. So I think that it would be interesting if it's like, you know, she suddenly, you know, embraces this darkness and and you know, goes for that because she doesn't have these humans like grounding her like they used to, you know, she's just in the end of the season when Lauren says that she was able to turn Ebony human. I'm like, like season one and even season two, bow would be like, great, turn me human. You know, like I never wanted this life. This wasn't what I wanted. I want to be happy and have a white picket fence. But she didn't even say anything when Lauren said it. She was just like, oh, you know, there was nothing about wanting that. So I think that we're going to see maybe like a dark bow. And if we get that hell shoe, maybe Tamson's warning was that that it would turn her dark. Like, we saw what it did to Flora, you know, and she wasn't... It, the shoes didn't accept her or whatever. So I'm like, if the shoes did accept Bo, you can imagine, like, what kind of carnage and chaos could ensue that way.
4: Yeah, those are my thoughts exactly. I think it's a tool to make Bo go even darker and that would have the pir- make the Pirapus have more influence on her to mm-hmm. come to the dark side or whatnot. And um, I just if you guys listen to the podcast about that episode 407 it's just i'm just lamenting that the uh hell shoes are so damn ugly so it's too bad
0: they're called hell shoes annie they're called hell shoes (laughs) i know but they're this
4: ugly burlap (laughs) sack of a shoe and i'm like you couldn't have made the production design couldn't have made them look any better but unfortunately she'll still be looking for that ugly ass hell shoe so we'll see what happens
3: they're like Toms. I'm sure they're super comfy. Yeah, yeah. They don't look great, but you know. They don't
4: look comfy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How look about scratchy. you, Dave?
0: Do you have any thoughts on the hell shoes?
2: D- Dyson had one of the shoes, right? Or he had left it with uh, a bartender.
0: Yeah, he. They had uh, one that they found Angel. behind his his boxing belt, his championship belt, and then he gave the other one to the Angel, the, shif- the shifter.
2: Right. So that's the one that we're looking for. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I, I certainly would agree that, that I think at the, at some point, Bo's going to end up with both of them. And I'm, I'm not sure which of you just used the word carnage, but we certainly could see that. Um, again, going out there, you know, Jess, you had your wild, uh, wild theory. <laughs> and, 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 yeah. and this is mine in that we all have this expectation that, that once she, amasses all of this power all of the you know being the one that we just assume she's going to use it for good you know we may see some you know i still think we're going to see a point especially since we've got 16 episodes i think we're going to see a point in season five where Bo struggles with good versus evil and that that the evil side for whatever reason i don't know how it's going to happen but that it's going to have a pull on her That it's going to be a struggle.
4: Yeah, that's what I think would happen potentially if she gets that much power. Like, she could start destroying things and not even realize that she's doing it because she's under the influence of her conscious side or her quote unquote good side. You know, she could just start cutting down, sucking chi out of people left and right because uh, she's, you know, the queen. So, yeah, it could really uh, be disastrous if she gets hold of that much power.
1: Well, I can also see a possibility where if they are going to be that powerful, and, and Tamsin's just reaction is, whoa, Bo, or maybe for that matter, anyone shouldn't have the, the, the second one. Um, Bo being in a place where she's trying to get Kenzie back and thinking that if she does get all that power, maybe she can use it to somehow either get Kenzie back or get through the people who might have taken her, as Tamsin told us. So again, good intentions that go horribly wrong. And that's the way that we somehow get Kenzie back to, quote, you know, bring her best friend uh, back from the dark side.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting that from the beginning when they were introduced, Bo assumed that they were for her, which automatically made me think, wait a minute. Why do you think that? Maybe they are not. And I've actually always wondered if it wasn't Kenzie who was meant to wear the hell shoes. So, mm. I'm, I'm wondering if they might be a key to getting Kenzie back from the dead.
2: That
4: I like. Ken- <laughs> Kenzie does like her shoes, even ugly ones, I suppose. Annie.
0: So,
2: uh. Of <laughs> these have no heels.
0: I know. <laughs> it's it's no true. Heels. They're not really her style. They're but, not, yeah. <laughs> but we haven't, I, I need to go back and rewatch LeFayette more care- carefully, but I feel like we haven't gotten a great sense of what the shoes are supposed to do, besides the fact that they're, they're very sought after. And, and perhaps yes. convey some power, but we've only seen what they've done when they've been put on the feet of the wrong person. Because going from, these are these knots aren't, aren't so much from mythology, they're from they're from history. They were, in Scandinavian cultures, put on the feet of the dead so that they could walk into, into the afterlife. So we don't really have a great sense of what they're actually meant to do, I feel like. But I, I do wonder if maybe they might be key to bringing Kenzie back.
4: Well, yeah, that'd be kind of interesting. You have to put them on Kenzie's feet so she can walk out of... Valhalla, or wherever she is. Yeah. She's going to be like, Bo, they don't have heels. These are ugly. Why do I have to put yeah. these on? She's going to be like, shut up, kids. Just put them on. It's the only way I can get you out of here.
2: Just put them on and repeat after me. There's no, no place, place like home. Click no, those there's
4: heels. No, because like no,
1: that's, it. you're right. Okay. We, I didn't think, and I wasn't sure if I had missed it, a, a more detailed description of why they're god-awful kind of idea so uh, i can see
0: besides the fact that they're made of burlap annie don't yeah
1: <laughs> it's
4: it's shoes and disguise that disguises their power that they're so ugly they're like oh nobody would think twice to bring up these shoes <laughs>
3: It was their long game because they just wanted Kenzie to have a shoes joke. Yeah, there we go. They just wanted Kenzie to have to put them on and her to be like, I'm not wearing those shoes. They're ugly.
1: I'm all for coming back to life, but not in those things.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to have some style, please.
4: (laughs) Give me my shoes from Original Skin, please. Then I'll walk out of here.
0: (laughs) But since we're talking about about Kenzie and where she... We're coming back from somewhere. I, I guess getting into a little speculation. I maybe it's not quite speculation, but I've always wondered if we might not see the, that Kenzie has been redirected somewhere else. I think that's been implied. But if the Leviathan might play a, a part of in, in the story of where Kenzie ended up, because she was in a different kind of after what life realm. She was in Urkala, and but she, she and Destiny Child G and Bo have that exchange about. You know, see you soon because somebody you love is going to die, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm.
4: I'd love to see her back. I love that character.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that story wise, that's one of those ones that ties together really nicely. You know, uh, so you wonder if that's what they're going to use as a nice uh, jumping off point to have us uh, have some place that we now know where she is.
2: Right. And doesn't she say something about she was searching for that mark mm-hmm. uh, referring to the handprint for like 600 years or something mm-hmm. like that? So, Which,
0: as far as we know, Bo still has. But yeah, there's still questions about that mark, right? Because we thought it was maybe Rainer's mark, but then it's implied perhaps that is mark. So, yeah, I feel like there's still a lot of questions around the Leviathan, and I wouldn't be surprised if we saw her again.
4: Bo could just put on the hell shoes and kick the Leviathan's ass, and that's mm-hmm. how she gets Kenzie.
1: Works for me.
0: Yep. yep. So do we do we want to talk now a little about these things we've seen in the very scant amount of promotional material that's been released? Very, very scant. Sorry, I'm sad. Are you going to be okay, Dave?
2: I'm, I'm great. Okay.
0: okay. <laughs> so has everybody watched the teasers? I should ask the teaser in the trailer.
2: No. Okay. <laughs> but that's okay. You can talk about it. discuss <laughs> discuss
0: it vaguely, and we'll
2: do well, it. Well, yeah. they're very vague. I feel like they are <laughs> vague, especially though.
4: the teaser.
0: Yeah, uh, the teaser is pretty much just Bo walking around a very, very dark room, talking to her father. It's like, okay, we're getting daddy issues. Uh, that's this is what I figured, <laughs> and this is what this is implied.
1: I was going to say it's, you know, we've all seen these 15 second teaser things that tell you nothing about the show that you love other than you're reminded you want it back. So all it was doing was cementing that the the daddy issue was going to have to be addressed to some degree this season. Beyond that, there's, uh, I'm not seeing anything else. Not that I've watched it a hundred times in reverse or anything, but there's not much to it.
0: And I got to say, I was kind of not terribly impressed with that teaser just production wise it kind of looked like they gave it to the the social media intern and was like have fun with this Oh, <laughs> <Like, laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no,
4: really it, it seriously had about two new seconds of footage yeah
0: and a couple of like you know ooh, weird filters on some old footage so <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i'm like that's it yeah all we
4: get
1: that's all you get, getting me jip yeah. i'll call jip
0: yes exactly but we, we got more recently a couple days ago. At this point, we we got a trailer which is a bit longer, but I don't think really gives us all that much more. It did seem to be emphasizing, which has been true since the beginning, the fact that all of the characters on the show really are lost. They have they have sections of the tra- of the trailer labeled, you know, lost girls and then lost boys. Uh, so perhaps we will that'll be a, a theme that it's suggesting is going to be featured very heavily in season five is that all of our characters are lost. But what was, what was y'all's impression of the longer trailer? We can start with uh you, Annie, if you want.
4: Where's my docubus sex. <sighs> that was my impression. I
0: was, dis- I don't know why I even asked I was disappointed, <laughs> but no,
4: there were some little juicy tidbits of, Ooh, look at that costume. Ooh, look at that one. Ooh, I like that part. So, uh, Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, it, it, it looks like there's little glimpses. I'm like, oh, that's a new character. Oh, who's Tamsin talking to? Okay. Uh, and there's some really awesome shots, so.
0: Yeah, was Tamsin actually talking to anybody? I just remember it's well, actually not talking, a great,
4: but she was facing a new character, and I'm like, "Oh, that's someone we okay. haven't seen."
0: Uh, yeah, one of my favorite shots of the the trailer though was was of Tamsin where she's just like laughing maniacally and destroying something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that is so
4: Tamsin.
3: <laughs> it was it was great with an axe. Yeah, nonetheless, just an axe. Yeah.
1: Now, what about the? Didn't we also get some footage from was it Fan Expo or something that was like? Not officially released, but fan, you know, recorded yeah. the thing.
4: I, I had, um yeah, I was referring to that trailer earlier where that really looks like a kind of like more of a standalone Faye of the Week episode. The gang has to go into some place undercover, and it, it was really funny. It so was really funny. Was,
1: yeah. yeah, it was so. definitely emphasizing the humor, I think, to, yeah. you know, the kind of stuff you'd find entertaining. But I found it interesting that that was up on YouTube, and then it was gone. <laughs>
4: Yeah. No, it's still there. I watched it the other day.
1: Oh, did you? Okay. It, it, yeah.
0: They tried to ask people, get people not to post it, but some folks did. It is still available if you can if you can find it. It's
3: all over Tumblr. Yeah. Those yeah. cop doc fans are crazy. They oh, let's, are. Let's not call them that. <laughs> in, a good, in a
4: good way. But it's, uh, yeah. Hey, we docubus fans are just as nuts. So. But yeah, I thought
0: that yep. one was also kind of suggesting that. Tamsin would step into that Kenzie role in, mm. in season five, at least some of the time, because it seemed like they, it, Bo and Kenzie, Bo and Tamsin, excuse me, were very much kind of paired up going into, I think they were supposed to be going into a school together. And, and so that was my big impression from, from that. And it was very funny. Like I, it was genuinely very funny. Yeah. But as I guess since Annie has mentioned DocuBus 20 times now, <laughs> the trailer, of course, I feel like, you know, it has to, bring up the fact that Bo has these competing love interests and Mm. kind of direct you away from the fact that it felt like at the end of season four, you know, Bo kisses Lauren before she goes into battle. So it seemed like maybe they're leaning more toward Bo and Lauren. But of course, in in the trailer, we see her getting kind of sexy with Dyson and then we Uh. see her choking Lauren. So, (laughs) uh, but at the same time, it's like, you know, they're not going to, they're going to try to misdirect people in some ways. Yeah. So who knows? All we really can tell is that both Dyson and Lauren are still around and maybe potential love interests. Well,
4: yeah. And I don't think, you know, I mean, a lot of people are complaining about, oh, why is the triangle still there? But I mean, at least the thing that I like the most character wise is that Lauren and Dyson have a respect for one another, even if they're both in love with Bo. And Bo hopefully has got her head on straight now after the end of season four and can, again, join with everybody in this singular quest to find Kenzie and that, that sense of family and uh, working together will still hopefully hold true through the fifth season as they face whatever new threats, the Piripus or whatever may come their way. So I think I'm more concerned with that. You know, I'm like Bo's going to go off with Dyson or Lauren or whatever. Sometimes I'm just like, well, that happens. She's a succubus. It's kind of the center of the, it's kind of the point of the show. But so I try not to get too bogged down with, you know, what I see in a trailer.
0: I agree. I was very happy to see the moment between Lauren and Dyson included in the trailer. Cause that was like, yeah. like Dave mentioned, that was a relationship. I really liked seeing develop in season four. And I'm, and I'm was glad at the hint that we'd see more of it in season five. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think as with most TV shows, you know, they, the promotions, people, the, the trailer, people obviously play the triangle. But once you're into a final season of a show, the people who are hanging around are the people who already love the show anyway. So I suspect they'll move away from that uh, fairly quickly to, to some other uh, common goal, some common way to see it. I mean, at, uh, at this point, I don't think there's many people who are going to come on board to watch the show to wonder who she'll choose.
4: Uh, I don't know, depending on what I see on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some people. But I, I think it's funny. The, like I said, I mostly trust the writers. I You know, a lot of faith in them. But still, that one little paranoid part of me is just preparing for she'll choose everyone, she'll choose no one, and be with no one, or everybody dies. So, you know, (laughs) that way I'm prepared no matter what happens.
1: Do we even want to throw out a speculation of what we see as the final scene of the show?
4: Uh, no. <laughs> That's why I said I'm too painful. Trying to prepare my heart for every contingency.
0: I would like it to be Bo and Kenzie sitting on a couch together, eating cookies or ice cream, popcorn or pizza, some kind of, wa- of food. I just want
2: them to have walls,
0: <laughs> like for them to actually build up some walls in the in the clubhouse.
2: Yes.
3: Kenzie is I a mental institution, and she's explaining her ridiculous dreams to dr lauren that's that's how it's ending i'm telling you oh if this everybody, turns out to be in somebody's
1: head oh uh, that'd pure, be so mad no, 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 i'd no, be
3: yeah. so mad everybody that comes on the show so far are just other patients and the orderlies are dyson and hale and like ebony is like nurse ratchet and she just goes to <laughs> no. lauren her doctor
1: we're flashing back to that first episode when she got drugged, and it's just her in the hospital with all these crazy people in her. Head.
3: No, <laughs> uh,
0: that,
2: that's, that's going to be a bonus feature in the DVD set. So. <laughs> <laughs> Alternate ending.
0: But, but Jessica, did you want to talk about Luke Billick? If that's how we say his last name.
3: Sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. Ever since I saw those those things popping up, and then he like edited his twitter thing to say that he was going to be mark whoever mark is on lost girl i was like wait who are you are are you going to be bo's dad you're not another love interest are you because my my docubus heart can't take that because much like annie i'm like docubus till death that has to be end game that's i don't acknowledge any other ships like i'm like Valcubus is not even a thing so, so you're don't healthy don't about it, it is what you're saying oh, yeah.
5: so
3: <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm not I'm I'm not like naive enough to think that it for sure will be endgame without there being like some like arrangement where like they have some weird big love style house situation with like Dyson next to them or something or somebody else entirely.
0: But but going back to to Luke Billick, like, yeah, he started popping up on Twitter a lot in pictures that mostly Rachel Scarston posted. It was like him and, and Paul Amos in some pictures as well as just pictures of him. And I did see glimpses of him in the trailer that that they released. There's one yeah. shot of him in the doll with Vex. And then I there was another shot of him. It looked like he was being menaced by some lady with a pointy tongue. <laughs> <laughs> no, so he looked pretty happy to me, actually. Oh, he, no, he, I'm okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's not what happiness looks like to me, but may, maybe you're right. And, and so, yeah, it seems like he's going to be a fairly, fairly prominent character in the fifth season, but no clue who he is. Just that his name is Mark, apparently.
3: Yeah.
4: Lost Girl, is th- this last season has so many things to wrap up and so many uh, characters anyway because it's an ensemble show. And I'm like, no, I don't want a new character to take away from the screen time of everybody we care about.
1: We'll see. Yeah, I mean, he even has it on his own Twitter description. Actor, Lost Girl, season five, as Mark. Right. So mm-hmm. he's obviously playing it big. Yes. Whether that's all a, a big ruse, I mean, time will tell, but.
0: But he did make it into the trailer, so twice. So that's yeah. that's something. Yeah, but Yeah, I am very curious to see what his role is going to be, because he's pretty young. I think the actor just turned, like, 20?
1: He's only, like, 20, 21, yeah. Yeah,
0: so hopefully he's not a love interest. That would be weird. Another love interest <laughs> for <Beau. laughs> And hopefully not his father. I mean, I know Faye, or her father, I know Faye aren't supposed to age very much, but that would just be bizarre.
4: Maybe he's just a snack for Beau. Boy toy?
3: I, I, I was kind of wondering, because... I was looking through, and well, I took the most recent teaser, like, at face value, because it's very, like, next week on Mad Men, and everything's out of context, so it's like, you don't know what's really going on. But it looked like he was, like, like, Vex, like, pounded his fist or something, or was, like, moving his fist towards him, and he stopped him with his hand without touching him. And I'm like, is this, like, Vex's long-lost son or something? Is he not really the last mesmer? Because, you know, they both have that whole, like... You know, moving people's limbs, sort of thing, and I was like, "That that could be a possibility." I don't know.
0: That yeah, I mm, I hadn't yeah. noticed that, but that is that could be interesting, though. Hopefully, it won't stray into Massimo weird foster son territory. Yeah,
4: know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I was I was just thinking you. he was another. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I, I didn't think he was a mesmer, but I thought just thought he was a different kind of fae that's more powerful than
2: Vex mm-hmm. and could stop him.
0: So. Yeah, which would be notable. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, looks he looks like a vampire to me.
0: Yeah, he could become a sparkly vampire. At any I know
2: moment, I feel that's
4: like. why I. I mean, I'm sure the guy's <laughs> great, but I'm just like, oh, we don't need boy toy people here. Yeah.
1: We just he, was, he had sparkly. the classic CW show look. I, I, I know. I was
4: like, ah, so
0: yeah. But he from again, he appeared mostly in pictures with Rachel Skarsten and and Paul Amos. So yeah, I'm I'm guessing he's going to be involved more in their storylines. But but who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Does anybody have any speculation they want to share before we wrap up that they're just dying to get out for weird theories?
5: Well, I think I'll Jessica, you got anything out.
0: else?
3: No, <laughs> I know, right? I, I'm like the one who keeps coming up with all these ridiculous things. Nope. <laughs> I'm good.
0: Okay. Well, thank you all so much for, for joining me for this roundtable. This has been a whole lot of fun. And let's, before we, before we say goodbye, we'll go around and we can remind people our names, our podcast names and where they can, they can find our podcast. So why don't we start with you, Dave?
2: Uh, My podcast is called Fadeless, um, and you can find it on iTunes. I've been doing it with uh, my friend Wayne since 2012.
0: And then again, I'm Stephanie from Drinks at the Doll. And Annie, do you want to say hi one last time? I'm Annie. I'm also from Drinks at the Doll. How long have we been doing this now? We've, uh, a year and a half-ish, yeah. yeah. But you can, not as long as, as Dave, Dave and Wayne have been doing it much longer. But you can find our podcast, drinksatthedoll.com, or on iTunes and Stitcher and all those places.
1: And you can find my stuff. This is Kevin. Our main site is at com, where we talk about Lost Girl and many other shows. And I also uh, occasionally put out some special Lost Girl content uh, under the title The Fae Files.
3: And I'm Jess, and I'm from Those Who Wander. And you can find us on iTunes. And my co-host Danny and I are actually pretty new. We're, we only have nine episodes at this point, I think. So,
0: yeah, so, yeah, they're starting from the beginning. And yes, and they have kind of an interesting format. Whereas Jess was a real fan of the show, and and your co-host is is kind of middling about it. Yes, <laughs> <it's
3: funny>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get to put in all of my like fan stuff where I'm like, ah, it's wonderful. And then he's like, nope, nope, this is lacking in this, this, that, and the other. And I'm like, (laughs) darn you for being like logical in this.
0: Well, thank you so much, everybody, for, for joining us. I hope people listening, you go check out other podcasts that you haven't heard before. We've got a great Lost Girl podcast community. And again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you again to the people who were able to join us for the Season 5 Roundtable. It was a lot of fun, and I hope that y'all enjoyed listening to it. However, we were very sad that Chris wasn't able to join us for that discussion, so we decided to record a little addendum featuring Chris. Hi, Chris!
5: Hello! No one was sadder than I. This is Stephanie in the editing
0: room, right, Crick? I I apologize. I don't know why my sound is so sound quality is so terrible here. It must have been recording from the wrong microphone. So I apologize, but I'm not going to redo it. It is what it is. So sorry about that. We were we were yeah. We were very sad you couldn't be there, but you were on a fun trip. So hopefully you had fun on your trip.
5: I was I was with a Kenzie of my own. Oh, yes, I, which I mean my cousin, cousin. McKenzie, who. <laughs> Was very entertaining, so at least it the pictures was. Pictures looked awesome. <laughs> Thank you.
0: But so did you have anything specific you wanted to add, comments
5: wise, in regards to season five? I don't know. I don't know what you guys were talking about, so uh No. <laughs> <laughs> no
0: you called and you left nothing? us a voicemail that... I know, well,
5: but I thought you were going to include that. And I, I don't know that I have anything to say beyond that.
0: Well, say what you said on that, because I don't know that I'm going to include it since we're
5: recording
0: <laughs> this. Damn Your it. lifetime um,
5: reaction. This is
0: going um, really well.
5: <laughs> uh, oh, I think I was talking about, uh, you know, Season 5 Quest for Kenzie, which I'm sure Kevin, you know, at least talked about in a roundabout way. Oh, yes. Since Kevin has jumped on the Quest for Kenzie bandwagon.
0: Hashtag Quest for Kenzie, make it happen.
5: It's just it's just me and Kevin.
0: I know. But we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna try. We're gonna try.
5: Star Trek 3, The Search for Spock, Lost Girl Season 5, Quest for Kenzie. Do you think Dr. Lauren Lewis would approve? I think I so. Think she
0: would, yes. I, I think she would wear a t shirt even.
5: Ooh. <laughs> we have one.
0: So was that that was the entirety of your voicemail? Quest for Kenzie?
5: I think just that and that I was, like, super looking forward to it. And for some reason, one night on the trip, I'd opened up YouTube or something and, and i ended up watching the there, – there's a promo out for Season 5 that I think Showcase has on their YouTube channel. And I mm-hmm. watched it, like, 12 times in a row for some reason because it was fun. That's why. Plus, all the, all the little things go by super fast and you're like – Yeah, you got to really
0: – yeah. You got to really look at them. We gotta really look at them. So speaking, speaking of promos, I, I, well, first I wanted to say I forgot we had a little spoilery type section toward the end of the podcast, which means you might not even be listening to this if you're like, I don't want to hear the spoilers. But hopefully, you are. And and I can't believe I
4: forgot. Everybody wants
5: to hear the spoilers stuff. But you
0: know what? It wasn't even really spoilery.
5: Because,
4: it wasn't really no. Uh, because there's but, nothing to know. No, there's nothing to know. <laughs> <laughs> was it, was it Dave or Wayne? Uh, it was who- Dave. Yeah. Dave, who doesn't read any spoilers, so we all talked about it in a roundabout kind of way. Or at least I really tried to. So
0: yeah, we didn't talk about it in detail, detail.
5: Did you guys miss me while I was gone? Of course.
0: Of course. But I can't believe I for- we forgot to talk about I forgot to bring up Freya who was really uh-huh. the first little detail we got of... Uh, not quite even spoiler, but, you know, a, a, a hint from season five was this big casting announcement, oh, Charisma Carpenter's going to play Freya. Well, she's not. Um, <laughs> apparently that didn't work out somehow, but we still do have Freya as a character to look forward to. And when we were talking about, you know, where did Kenzie end up? Because Tamsin hints that she's not in Valhalla. I forgot to bring in the whole question of Freya, because Freya... Is in charge of her own kind of afterlife realm of uh, in, in Norse mythology. So is Kinsey there? Does she just have information? Do you all have any thoughts about how Freya might fit into the into the story? So is Valhalla divided into sections? Then? It's not so much. Well, I actually I shouldn't. I'm not sure, but I just know there are different sort of realms of the afterlife in. Norse mythology, because Valhalla is really just for you know brave soldiers who have died in battle. So there's plenty of other people who who die and their souls have to go somewhere afterward, but they don't go to Valhalla. They go to different different sections of the of the afterlife of the underworld.
5: Which is actually a really good question because Kenzie sacrificed herself during a battle, but she she didn't really die in battle. So does she meet guidelines for Valhalla? I don't know. I know some fans were saying that, well,
4: she wasn't really, was she a warrior in battle, technically?
5: And, you know, I'm like, whatever, she sacrificed herself. I'm crying all over my, my computer. So I mean, she has been, but I don't know yeah. that this particular instance that, that led to her death necessarily counts, Yeah, yeah. is my well, argument. So what th- I'm, oh, sorry. I was
0: going to say, so you, so you think this is going to be Freya's going to be Miss Nitpicky? She's going to be the Chris and Stephanie of the Lost Girl World and be like, hang <laughs> on now. <laughs> I think so. I think that'll be funny. But I, I, I think, well,
4: from what I've seen of the promo pictures, spoiler, can I say this? No? Yes. Yeah. We're in the okay. spoiler section. Go okay. for it. So from what I've seen of the promo pictures, to me, it looks like Freya might have some information. I don't know. But.
5: I thought you were going to say from the promo pictures, she's way better dressed than you are, Chris and Stephanie.
0: Which is true. She has better hair. Okay, so, but, but, yeah, but, I, I'm kind of wondering but, that too,
4: Annie. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, but it looks like that Hamson's like, caught in the mist of something, and that Freya's might be PO'd about something, or I don't know, but... I think Freya might have information if, she, you know, Kenzie isn't with her, she certainly is a piece of the puzzle, otherwise she wouldn't be in the story. But yeah, I think Tamson definitely checks out her Valhalla contacts and goes, "Hey, where's the Ken where's the Kenster because uh, you know, I got to get my buddy back."
0: That's kind of what I'm leaning toward as well, that she, not necessarily that Kenzie is with her, but that she might have information about it. But I could be completely wrong.
5: Who knows, right? Time will tell. Yeah. hmm
0: Oh, within a week! I know. Week. I know. Less than a week! So close. So close. So exciting! So exciting! So speaking of the promotional photos that Annie is Annie. alluding to... <laughs> we actually we finally got some some photos both some cast photos some some promotional posters as well as the photos from the first episode i've only seen one of said photos from the first episode because rachel scarson posted on twitter commenting the fact that the <laughs> photographer <laughs> caught her doing a pretty awful face and it's kind of hilarious. And I love that somebody like put it next to Jack Nicholson's face from The Shining, you know, poking <laughs> out from the doorway. Yeah. Like, it, it reminded me,
5: right? <laughs> Perfect. Like a thumbs up or something. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I appreciate that Rachel Carson has a good hu- sense of humor about herself, but that's the only one I've seen from the
5: episode. I enjoyed that she hashtagged at rage face.
0: Rage face. Yeah. Uh, yeah, That was something I think that started back, or maybe from before, but she mentioned it like from a from a cod when people kept like sending her pictures of her making kind of funny faces. Yeah, <laughs> during it was panel a face. photo.
5: She goes, I don't know, my face just happens that way. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> nice. But i I'm super into those posters.
0: Oh, they're oh, yeah. great. They're great. I
5: really like them. The bow one's kind of scary because to
4: me, she doesn't really look like bow. She kind of looks like literally demonic. So, which, which is cool. I mean, considering that she's on a, you know, quest for Kenzie and everything, but she almost looks possessed by the purpose or something in my mind. I don't know. She looks mighty fierce.
5: She's got the blue eyes going too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I like that. She looks so fierce, but I know that some people have said, "Uh, I don't like that. Her, you know, she's looking, I don't know. A little. It's
4: almost like her features are slightly distorted. Yeah, like she's transforming into you know, you know, like the demon kind of bow from the vision that the woman who was spinning the spindle. Well, but that
5: (laughs) demon bow had like horns and stuff.
4: Well, no, no, I'm just saying the face kind of part. So it looks like she's kind of
5: almost. See that? That's more. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. I'm done. I was just going to say it looks more like um, in season three. When she threatened that dude who was had his hand around Lauren's throat?
4: Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
5: That's what it reminded me of. And okay. it goes with the Dyson poster. Because she and Dyson are in like, semi transformed, super fierce states. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's a question Why is Lauren's hand glowing? <laughs> Ooh, there are so many possibilities. <laughs>
0: Oh my god. I don't know. Okay. My wait, mind wait, just wait, went I saw, really dirty I saw places. Sally made a post.
4: No, no, ding ding ding. May I may I sorry yes. I had my my okay. all my
5: hypotheses. I'll go with the tame ones first. Okay. <laughs> well, it's just really rep- going to get progressively dirtier.
0: Yes. Mine mind is just already in the gutter, so
4: I go for it it. For it. building
5: up to it. But yeah, you know, it's the
4: you know, representation of her. I've got Faye, you know, I can make Faye or I could take it away, baby. You know, that kind of thing. Or it could be I know you don't like this storyline, Stephanie, because someone's already altered it. You go, what if she's like a, a fire Faye or something like that? And I'm like, oh, we've already no. had one of those. Or, yes, it could be the magical, instead of the magical vajayjay, we just get <laughs> you know, <laughs> we just get, you know, um, what, what do we call it? The five magic fingers? <laughs>
5: No comment. Anyway, I did see that somebody tweeted the Drinks at the Doll account and mentioned um, something about uh, Lumos, right? Yeah. Which is a Harry Potter reference.
0: Yes. Uh I was like, is that a Harry Potter reference? Because that's lost on me. (laughs) I know.
4: I was like, what? No, I was thinking of a lubricant, but that's just...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, it was the L word. (laughs) No comment. Anyway, <laughs> we have Tamsin's poster, which is my favorite. I think oh, just, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. The it way so they great. put the wings in there. I, I think love it. I and love I love, it love that
4: it's the dark wings, mm-hmm. you know, just how we last saw her taking away Genzie and just the look on her face and that she's turned away from the camera. So quote unquote. Yeah, I love it.
0: Yeah, I, I, that one's my favorite, but I like all of them. I love those really dark, gritty posters that they made, which, finally, which makes me go, finally, I haven't really been too jazz with the promotional materials they put out the past couple of seasons, but I love these posters. Yeah, I think they're yeah. great. Mm-hmm.
4: Hi, Rez, anybody? <laughs> um, I know. They're really. decently
0: sized, but I'd love to have a bigger one.
4: Yeah. So what about the promotional photos that have come out? We know which one Annie wants to talk. about. <laughs> well, it was so funny because here I was. It's Thanksgiving. Why do Lost Girl promos always come out on holidays? Last year it was Halloween on US, holidays. US yeah, holidays. on U.S. Thanksgiving, U.S. on U.S. holidays. Next year it's going to be what? Christmas to finish off the rest of
5: season. Oh, but five. they said season five part two was supposed to happen in fall of two thousand fifteen. So maybe
4: so. it'll be in October.
5: Yeah, maybe it'll be in, in on Halloween that they'll on on Labor Christmas. Day. There
0: yeah.
5: we go. So,
4: um, but but Stephanie texts me, notice how, what did she, what did you say? Notice how snuggly Bo and Lauren are in their photo. And I went, what? And I'm in the middle of Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner. So, unfortunately, I very rudely excused myself later and went, scroll, scroll, scroll. <laughs> and I'm trying not to speak too loud because I'm at a friend's house. And I'm
0: like, yes. Well, and I actually I meant to send the picture with that following that. Text, but it uh, didn't go through. I didn't see that it didn't send until like the next day. I was like, "Darn it!" Mm. But I was surprised you didn't actually text me back. But I'm no, I'm okay. No. I got over it. <laughs> Thank, you.
4: <laughs> Thank you for your because that's how I found out. So, but I, it was. But yeah, I loved how um, you know people go, "Oh, look at that!" I like the protective Lauren face she has in the photo. Like, you want to come and get my girlfriend,
0: huh? Okay, just try it. So. Yeah, so we, we're talking now about the, like, cast photos. So the the they're just gray background posed photos, not the promotional posters anymore. And I, I have to say, like, I was really disappointed in last year's. I thought last year's were not good at all. It, the lighting I think of
4: last year. has
0: gotten better this season, but it's still, like, really harsh. I don't understand why they went with such harsh lighting. I, I don't know. either. It, it's odd.
4: It's studio right? stuff. They always do. And then Photoshop it to the max. And... Yada, yada.
0: Yeah. Because I kind of got it, because they, they kind of used it to their advantage in the in the posters, but you can do that after the fact. Like, mm-hmm. why not use a more general lighting? Anyway, but anyway, so I, I thought they were better. I like that they were, in my opinion, better than last year's. I thought but... they were
4: posed better, and I'm yeah. not just
0: talking about it, but yeah, I didn't like the
4: poses <laughs> of some of the photos last year. Like, it always is, like, profile
5: shots and so- or
4: something, and I'm just like,
0: eh.
5: You know. I think the thing that confuses me most is that the lighting on the show is so unbelievably gorgeous.
0: And, well, and dark, and I'm like, yeah. well, apparently, okay, I feel like the, the the people who did the photography and the people who've been lighting the show super dark this last season, they need to get together, and they need to come to a happy, medium. A happy medium. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could barely see
4: some of the show last year, and I'm sure even with the Blu-rays, I could barely see a lot of the shots from this last
5: season. What I started doing at a certain point was adjusting the brightness on my TV. Fix oh. the problem. Yeah. That's FYI, true. anybody who's still having issues with it, turn up Thank the you. brightness on your TV. Thank you for that tip. Okay. Yeah,
0: but that's just kind of, I think that's ridiculous. We shouldn't have to do that anyway. No, we shouldn't. Yeah. But it, but it does, does help.
5: It does make it look more like it used to. More yeah. more normal. A little brighter.
0: I was disappointed we we again did not get any promotional photos of Trick. And, Mm -hmm. of of course, we didn't get any promotional photos of Kenzie because, you know, it's still up in the air. She's got to come back. I'm hoping if she does come back, they might release photos of her later. Well, they... As they have
4: done on other shows.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
4: Mm -hmm. Well, they they did of Kyle Schmidt after it was revealed he was the Wanderer, so...
0: Right. You know, we're waiting for our Kenzie photos. Otherwise, Kevin will cry. Yes. Uh, but, you know, I thought I thought the shots of everybody were actually pretty good. And I like that we got the paired shots. Those were my favorites was that we got. I
5: love those. Those are great. Uh, yeah, And I I mean, how excited am I that there was a Lauren and Dyson one? I know. Oh, no.
0: That oh, one was jinx. probably my favorite, actually. The Lauren Dyson photo. I was just, yeah, I think it's great. I like
4: the Lauren alone photo. <laughs> the hair porn alone. I just I love that jacket. For some reason, I'm like, God, she looks like a. One of those you know when you have like uh what's his name? Like Captain America, like Steve Rogers just in his everyday clothes, but he still looks like a superhero? Mm-hmm. To me to me that's is. what I thought of. To me that's what I thought of when I saw Lauren in that jacket. I'm like, she just looks like she's a superhero, like with powers, you know. Just in her, in her
5: jacket. Now she just needs if she opens it up there'll be here, her whole needle set and everything. <laughs> so you say needle set, I think knitting, but okay. <laughs> when, Chris, when Chris becomes a superhero, she will open up
4: her jacket and there will be all of her knitting her knitting needles.
0: We got photos of, of several pairs. We got Lauren and Dyson. Yay, that makes me happy. That makes me Yay. think we'll see more of their relationship in season five. Yay. Yay. We got a picture of... Okay, and then there are sort of like points on... The square that uh, tri- it's not a triangle anymore. I have no idea.
5: So we got a picture. Basically, of, it's everybody else and Bo.
0: Yeah, it's octagon. Yeah. So we've got we got Bo and Tamsin, Bo and Lauren, Bo and Dyson, and I thought that the way that they were posed were quite interesting. Like like Amy yes. mentioned, Bo and Lauren very snugly. Like they're they're very snugly. They seem the most coupley of the mm-hmm. of the potential couples. And then there's there's Bo and Tamsin, which I was telling Chris. That picture, Tamsin in that picture, to me, is kind of like 50% sidekick, 50% flirty. Like, the way that she's standing reminds me very much of some classic Kenzie poses that they've used in photos. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. she's got kind of that flirty look at Bo. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's potential
4: longing, and, you know, all the Valcubus fans can go crazy over it. I just, yeah, I just think it was definitely a... I don't know. I would say a smart way to pose it, just to definitely provide some titillation, and you know, you don't you want to know which way their relationship is going to go in season five. Flirt kick? Yeah, flirt she's kick. like a flirt kick. <laughs> as long as it's not endgame, I don't care.
0: Flirt kick. Oh, I really Eddie. like that. I know.
4: <laughs> flirt kick.
0: But so so yeah, that I think definitely that po that photo invites some questions about their relationship, but it did kind of indicate to me that, you know, what we've seen some, uh, from some other promotional material as well, that Tamsin might be taking on a bit of the Kenzie role in Kenzie's absence.
4: That's true. Of course, she can't fill that role, but she can fill it in her own, you know, Tamsin unique way.
0: Right. And then finally, we have we have Bo and Dyson, who are kind of the least couple of the couples in the in the photos.
4: Yeah, they look very different than what they have before in previous promotional photos. They're just, and it's very odd for them. They're just standing, you know, side by side, both slightly in front of Dyson. Just their arms at their sides, and yeah, they look almost standoffish. Just very, you're my partner, that's
5: it, and there you go, you know? I thought it fit right in with where they left the relationship at the end of season four, though. That's yeah. true, yeah.
0: I actually think it's a great photo of both of them. It's probably my favorite, one of my favorite photos I've seen of Bo and Dyson together. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's a, not a whole lot of romantic chemistry indicated by this particular photo.
4: Well, yeah, that's the reason me. why I don't like it as much, because I'm like, show a little warmth, you guys. So, But it's very, like,
5: captain and first officer. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's very, yeah, like, no, we're okay. into the okay. breach we go type of you're my... You know, we're, we're partners in arms and, and going into battle together type of thing, which, again, kind of is echoed, I feel like, in the promotional photos, the mm-hmm. way that they're both posed in very fierce, almost okay. pretty similar poses, kind of.
4: But Well, that's cool. I didn't think of it that way.
0: Yeah. But I, I just, I really love that we got those those shots of, of the pairs. Those were my favorite parts of the promotional photos that they released.
4: And I love bow and white. I just like that white jacket.
0: It's okay. I like the I like the black jacket better. Well, that the black, but I'm just really glad
4: that we don't have. Oh my god! You know, five tons of eyeliner on Anna Silk like last year's promotional photos. At least they're to better. Me it. Yes, yeah,
5: they are better. But to again, like part of my issue with the lighting is it's harder to see her eyes, which seems really weird mm. to me. Like I, I just looking at the thumbnails of the pictures. It's like that. It looks weird to me. And then when enlarged, they look, it looks better, but it still looks weird to me.
0: Yeah, I again, I I feel like they're better than last year's photos, but there's st- the lighting just still bugs me. I wish they hadn't gone with that really high contrast, bright. S-
4: somebody called it dentist like
5: office lighting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. It's like over. Chris was like, did they
5: just use fluorescent that was, it was lighting? fluorescent overhead doing? lighting, I think, was what yeah. I said. It is, it's like it's a little too high. Yeah, so there's, I don't understand no, that There's choice. not enough fill lighting or... I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it bothers me.
0: Yeah. Do you think a
5: lot of promo photos these
0: days
4: have too much lighting like that? Or is it just these?
5: Sorry, tangent. I haven't looked at that many, but the Orphan Black ones were really good last season.
0: Oh,
5: okay. Oh, yeah.
0: The, they were really awesome. They've always been really mm-hmm. well done, the Orphan Black ones, but... So this is going to be this is a jumbo sized episode for you all. Hopefully, you don't mind listening to us ramble a little bit. But I just want to say thank you again to everybody who, all the different podcasters who joined in on the roundtable discussion, and we're hoping to maybe do another one maybe after the in the and midpoint of the season. Hopefully, I'll get to season. be on that one. Yes, yes. Hopefully, Chris will be there. Yay! So please let us know if you have any comments about what we've talked about, the promotional material. We'd love to hear your thoughts and theories, especially the crazy (laughs) ones. Send us your crazy theories. They make me so happy. You can go and leave us a comment on the show notes for this episode over at drinksatthedoll.com slash 76. You can also send us an email to feedback at drinksatthedoll.com or send a voice message by clicking on the send voicemail tab on the right-hand side of our website i'm so glad you could join us for drinks with the doll my name is stephanie
4: cozy Docubus photos my name is annie
0: and my name is chris and i'm finally back yay yay thank you so much for listening cheers